Our study of Hebrews chapter 10 brings us to verse 32, the final paragraph of this chapter, and we welcome you to our study here on the Radio Bible Course. We invite you to follow along as we read. But recall the former days when, after you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings, sometimes being publicly exposed to abuse and affliction, and sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion on the prisoners, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property, since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that you may do the will of God and receive what is promised. Quote, For yet a little while, and the coming one shall come, and shall not tarry. But my righteous one shall live by faith. If he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and keep their souls. The writer to the Hebrews knows that these Jews need encouragement. Keep in mind that the church has always had the true and the false, the wheat and the tares. And in that early church, some of the true believers might have become discouraged by the defection of others who had not believed. They needed encouragement as they saw former priests return to Judaism, and some people doubting that Christ's sacrifice was enough, and therefore returning to the priest to offer a sacrifice for sins because they didn't believe that Christ took care of the sin problem completely. I think the heart of this passage is found in verse 35. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. He wants them to keep on believing, knowing that the word of God is true, and that Christ is the Lord of glory, who will return someday, He wants them to keep trusting in that which they put their trust in, regardless of what other people have done and what false teachers might be saying. Hold on to your confidence. The reward is coming. When will it come? Well, you have need of patience or endurance. You first must do the will of God, and then you receive what is promised. So this is an encouragement to endure the severe test of their faith. Christians in earlier days had the same test. After Claudius became emperor in 41 AD, restrictions were imposed on Jews in Rome, and eight years later he expelled them from that capital city. According to the account of Suetonius, it was because of their riots over one known as Crestus, We think that's a reference to Christ. There were many Jews in Rome, and we know from the book of Acts what happened when the gospel came to those areas where Jews had uh, some influence. For example, in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra and Derbe, cities which Paul visited on his first missionary journey. They rose up and drove Paul and Barnabas out of town. They stirred up people to urge persecution of these men who had come telling them the good news about Jesus Christ. So in Rome, the many Jews caused riots. 
And the result was that Claudius expelled all the Jews from Rome. He had it with those people. Now we learn about this in the book of Acts, chapter 18. Listen to it. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. That undoubtedly included Jews who had become Christians. Well, when you're expelled from a country, that means your property would have been confiscated. There must have been looting and violence and insults on those people who'd be, who believed, both from the Jews and from the Romans. And so the writer is reminding these Hebrews that in the former days, they endured a hard struggle. They suffered. They took abuse and affliction. And they even reached out to others who were being afflicted. They went to visit those who had been put in prison for their faith. And now the writer is concerned here at the end of chapter 10 that because not many good things are happening to these Christian believers, that perhaps they need encouragement. And he does it by quoting from the Old Testament. Now, before we get to that, we take up verse 36. He tells them, For you have need of endurance or patience, so that you may do the will of God and receive what is promised. Fortunately for them and for us, people who suffer, people who endure persecution, we have an example from which we can draw encouragement. It's the example of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He came to this earth. It was foreign to him. He came to do God's will. And he suffered for it. His own people rejected him. And he, of all people, was the only one without sin. And yet they rejected a sinless person. A man who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, because God was with him, a man who had great patience and sympathy, a man who reached out to the vilest of sinners, who was not afraid of being contaminated, who didn't care what people thought about him and his associations, because he was more concerned with doing the will of God. He's the one who said he came to seek and to save those who were lost. And that was his business. He made it a priority. Jesus never went fishing. Jesus never took a vacation. And Jesus never would have said, Thank God it's Friday. Many of us look forward to Friday because we have rest after that. Jesus kept on going, even on the Sabbath day. And he healed on the Sabbath day. And he engaged in dialogue with those Jews on that day. Now, if he, for all his goodness, was persecuted and rejected by men, what should his followers expect? And isn't this what Jesus warned about? It, on the day before his crucifixion, he met with his disciples and said, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own, as it is. You do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, 
they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. And then he said in chapter 16 of the Gospel of John, All this I have told you so that you will not go astray. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think that he is offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this, so that when the time comes you will remember that I warned you. I did not tell you this at first because I was with you. Now, you and I as Christians may have reacted to some kind of abuse or persecution when people learned that we were Christians. But if we had known our Bibles better, we wouldn't have been surprised and we would not have reacted. We would have instead taken the same view that Jesus took. They hate the Father, they'll hate me, and they will hate you. Untold numbers of men and women have gone to foreign lands and they have been hated by the people, mostly by religious leaders who didn't want the competition of the gospel. It was good news, but they saw it only as bad news for the religion which they were promoting, and so they brought about the death of many missionaries. And friends, the world hates God, and the world hates Christ, and therefore it will hate anyone who is like Jesus Christ. Now, you can get out of that hate. You can avoid it and escape it by compromising the faith. And many people are doing that. They are saying nice things about the world. And they are treating the world as though they belong to God. John wrote this, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world is the enemy of Jesus Christ. Because there are some nice people in the world, we tend to disagree with the word of God that the world really hates God. But listen to what James wrote. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Many of us have been deceived to seek the honors which the world confers. We want the world's approval. And even those who are in the service for Jesus Christ are self-deceived in this matter. They somehow think that success is measured by the world's approval. It is not. We often measure success by numbers. How many viewers do we have? How many listeners are there? Or how many attend our meetings? But the real test of God's approval is faithfulness to his word. Our Lord did not seek the world's approval. Many people were attracted to him because of a free meal or healing. But those very people who wanted to make him king also wanted to kill him. And they did. Now the writer's point in Hebrews at the end of the chapter is... Hold on to the faith. And he quotes from the Old Testament, from Habakkuk, chapter 2, and says, For yet a little while, and the coming one shall come, and shall not tarry. 
He's talking about the return of Jesus Christ. And then he adds, But my righteous one shall live by faith. If he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. He quotes here the passage which Paul the Apostle quotes from Habakkuk chapter 2, beginning with verse 3. Paul quotes it when he wrote to the Romans. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith, from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. There it is from Habakkuk chapter 2. But then the writer adds in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38, And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Shrinking back is just the opposite of believing in Jesus Christ. But the writer wants to give them more encouragement, and he finally ends this chapter by writing, But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and keep their souls. Faith is the important thing. And so in the next chapter, he's going to dwell on faith and, and define it for us. You can learn more about faith in our booklet entitled Heaven's Password. This free booklet will teach you what God has said about faith and its importance. Write today for your free copy of Heaven's Password to the Radio Bible Course. Until next week, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.